everybody. Welcome to Guys 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelico. Uh, you were listening to episode 93, one of our international editions, and last week's category was Guns, Love, and Islands. So, Frank, let us know uh, what did you come up with um, as you're reporting from Thailand on this. Yeah, so this was almost like an accidental Spinchagrin movie because um, we watched it because my wife loves Mark Wahlberg. Mm. So, found a Mark Wahlberg movie, and all of a sudden, like, I was like, oh my god, like, this exactly meets our criteria. So, tonight we're going to talk about, ah, uh, shit, I think it's 2021's Uncharted. With, oh, um, yes. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, um, what's his name? Uh, not Armand DeSante, but the other one. The other one, the um, other one is Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas, yeah. Okay, the suave, other one, yeah, yeah, suave, suave, Hispanic villains. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about the term Latinx or Latinx, however you say. It. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article that most Latin people would prefer to be called instead of Latina or Latino, it's like Latini. Or something like that, like putting I've an I at the end, mm-hmm. but don't uh, don't necessarily appreciate the X. Yeah, the there's still a lot of um. Uh, it feels like from my reading and a couple of discussions I've had with students that uh, there's still too much hesitancy um over gender in the community, and that they feel like because of the way X was pushed by certain um uh. Uh, other marginalized groups that um they're they're not real comfortable with the x because of like the gay and lesbian communities and stuff and the non-binary and trans communities kind of pushing the x part of them so i mean i think you and i have actually talked about this before but the thing that's always odd to me is that like spanish is a language that's predicated on like gender you know yeah in terms of how you say things Mm -hmm. like all of your you know um, nouns for the most part are going to be gendered yes. and they i mean it's just the way that the language is like it's just how you speak it so i don't know um you yeah can't it's, 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 diff- it's a difficult solution for particular languages absolutely yeah anyway so let's talk about fucking uncharted all right um based on the long-running naughty dog video game series um tom holland is nathan drake um in probably some of the most woeful miscasting um, of all time um what's his name uh Wahlberg plays Sully who Mm -hmm. is a character like a recurring character in the Uncharted series also woefully miscast Um, (laughs) (laughs) but actually maybe the best performance in the movie touche like it but we'll we'll get there um I forgot his name already. You know, I think it was Armand Asante. <laughs> Antonio um, Banderas. Antonio Banderas is the villain. Um, this guy who's a, uh, although he's like just he's he's the straw man villain. We'll 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 get to that point. Um, so fuck, I gotta look up this woman's name. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm unprepared. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Like the um, so if you ever played. I'm talking about the main female. Um, Chloe. It's yeah. Chloe. Chloe Frazier is the main female. In this uh, I just woke up like 20 minutes ago. So yeah. And we watched this movie maybe a week ago. Sophia Ali mm. plays Chloe Frazier. Mm-hmm. Um, who's kind of like the anti-hero. Um love interest for uh what's his name tom holland yeah and then there's another woman who's the actual villain of the movie yeah uh, uh tati gabrielle plays joe braddock who's like a ninja lady who's working against him so anyway so the movie opens with um what i i mean i haven't played many of the uncharted games i think you've played all of them right yeah except for maybe the most recent I played all. Um, there's the scene in the one Uncharted where you're falling out of the plane and you have to like climb up the um, 
the cargo mm-hmm. like as it's like falling out of the plane yep. so that's what the movie opens with is that scene and it legitimately just looks like you're watching like the video game footage right um so there's a weird thing i've noticed and I, I really noticed it in this movie but i noticed it somewhere else too and i can't remember where oh we were watching so tanya and i were watching this chinese um superhero movie okay. which all their superhero movies are based in like mythology mm-hmm. so it's always about somebody with like a dragon spirit like whatever and what i noticed was they cgi'd all the faces to make the eyes the whites of the eyes brighter and wider okay. on these characters and i noticed that in this movie too so it's like you're watching tom holland and it's obviously tom holland but they've like cgi'd his face mm. i guess mm-hmm. or like maybe all of the stunt is CGI'd and it's just like a really weird, like uncanny Valley thing. Right. So anyway, so set piece where he's, you know, climbing up these cargo crates that have fallen out of this jumbo, you know, cargo plane that are flying over um, the Philippines, basically. So there's all these like beautiful islands beneath them. Right. Um, and he has to like fight through these like thugs and he gets to the top and, as like the last thing is being cut, he jumps like seventy two feet from like one, like into a plane that's moving in the opposite direction, yes. which also like makes no sense. Right. Um. And as he like is pulling himself up into the cargo hold, this car starts coming at him like this like red convertible, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And then he jumps up on the roof of the car, and then he's like falling through you know empty air like towards the ocean below, and then it cuts. And now it's like 20 years previous where there's these two kids who are breaking into um, Boston, of course, like some art museum in Boston. And they're stealing this um, map from uh, Magellan, I think. I think it's Magellan. Who's the one that sailed around the world? Is that Magellan? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Magellan. So they're they're stealing this map and they get caught. And the older kid gets sent away from the orphanage that they live in. Um, and that's uh, the elder brother, Nathan Drake's elder brother, which I don't remember what his name Sam. is. Sam Drake, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Sam Drake's getting sent away. And then it cuts to the present where Nathan Drake is a bartender and like a low level grifter where he is basically like hitting on women and then stealing their shit. But then Mark Wahlberg catches him. And he's like, hey, I saw you steal that bracelet from that girl. And Tom Holland's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, yeah, I watched you pickpocket her. Um, your, your skills may be put to better use doing something else. Um, so then Mark Wahlberg pickpockets him. So then Tom Holland um, goes back to Mark Wahlberg's apartment and they have this conversation about how Sully Wahlberg's character knew Sam Drake and they were friends with each other and um, they had gone on all these adventures like treasure hunting together but then Sam disappeared Um, and Nate's like oh well you know I'm not interested in joining your like whatever your um your mission because Sully's talking about they gotta find like this cross and of course Nathan Drake is like super knowledgeable about all this like history and shit um, but then Nathan's like, nah, I'm not interested. So he leaves. And then he goes back to his apartment and he's there for like two seconds. And he's like, you know what? I'm interested. And he goes <laughs> back and or he calls him and he's like, hey, I'm in. And so he's like, what took you so long? But it's like been like two minutes. Right. Um, so they have this plan where they're going to steal this golden cross that's on auction mm-hmm. that um, the Banderas character who you're introduced to as this like. His family's this like Spanish, like, I don't know, multimillionaire collective that does all this archaeological research. And he's into the idea of finding this cross because it's apparently the key to this treasure that Magellan's team like left behind somewhere, but nobody knows where they buried it. Um, so Holland and Wahlberg, Wahlberg's basically like, you got to cause a distraction and then cut the power so I can take the cross. Um, so Holland, like, you're introduced then to Banderas' character, that's, like, when you meet him, and then you meet the Braddock character, the, um, lady assassin, 
um, who has a history with Sully, but they don't really talk about what it is, although it's implied that they used to, like, sleep together. Mm-hmm. Um, so she immediately, like, catches on to their them being there being, like, suspicious. Um, so Tom Holland um, ends up sneaking into, like, the server room where all the power is. And then Braddock's, like, two henchmen, who's this, like, big Irish dude, or big Scottish dude with, like, a weird accent that nobody can understand, even though it's 100% just apparent what he's saying. Like, it's not even, like, Rock and Rolla or um, it's another fucking Guy Ritchie movie. Um, where, like, uh, what is it? Snatch? Yeah, Snatch. Like, where you've got the Brad Pitt character that nobody can understand, and that's yeah. the joke, is that you can't understand him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, this guy is literally just, like, Scotty from Star Trek. Right. Like, he just has a Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, I can't understand what he's saying. Gosh. Um. So, they get in a fight with Tom Holland. He ends up using, like, some kind of um ninja, re- ninja powers that he has to, like, jump and leap and, like, bound and climb. Um which they illustrated by him working out at one point earlier in the movie mm-hmm. then he can do like pull-ups and stuff right um so he ends up causing the distraction Wahlberg ends up stealing um stealing the cross it actually has a scene that i realized when i was watching it that i i used to see all the time in movies and you never see anymore which is the auction house shenanigans mm-hmm. if you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about where like one person's bidding against the other person and yeah yeah like the one person doing the bidding doesn't have the money, but he's trying to like stall for something. And that yeah. used to happen all the time. It's like a staple of the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And oh. it never happened. Right. Yeah. But it, it's like, it happens here. Um, so they steal the cross and they're like, we have to go to Barcelona and that's where the other cross is. So they do that. And it actually, I don't know if I'm imagining this, but I think <laughs> it actually did like the Raiders of the Lost Ark, like CGI plane, like flying yes. across the world thing. Yes. Um, as the map like burns up or whatever behind them. So they get to Barcelona and that's where you're met with the Chloe character who immediately steals the cross. And then there's a chase scene where Tom Holland catches her and gets the cross back and they decide to all work together. Um, so then it's like a national treasure movie where there's this thing, um, where one of them has to go underneath the streets of Barcelona and one of them has to stay above. And so, Chloe and Holland are underneath and they're like going through these sewers and traps and shit. And Mark Wahlberg's just up like walking through Barcelona. Um, and there's actually some, some decent like set piece stuff in there and really probably better than the more recent Indiana Jones movies in terms of like the whole like ancient crypt, like brawling thing. Mm-hmm. But really it's just a setup for Holland and um, the Chloe character, the Ali, what is Sophia Ali to like fall in love kind of. So you get like this romantic tension between them. Right. Um. So at the end, there's a fight between Wahlberg and the Braddock character, where he like beats her ass in a a Pizza Hut. I think is where they are. No, <laughs> Papa John's. Papa John's, which is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um. There's the thing where they get turn the keys at the same time, and um, it reveals this map and it shows like where the treasure is. But um, the Chloe character double crosses Tom Holland, knocks him out and ends up stealing the map um, and taking it back to um, Banderas, um, who you find out has employed both her and the Braddock character um, to help him, like, get this map and find his father's treasure. So then there's another weird subplot where, like, Antonio Banderas' father doesn't approve of, like, the way that he's kind of, like, carrying on the legacy of the family. And they end up murdering him, but it, like, doesn't even matter. And just wastes about 10 minutes of the film's time of like dialogue and stuff yeah that's um, weird it's a weird d- detour i remember that because then they get on a plane and they they're flying to the philippines to where this treasure is and antonio Banderas just gets murdered by the braddock character so let me ask you how you felt about it when you watched it the braddock character is to this point the villain because she's working for the villain Yes. But they also sort of build a sense of like redeemability or redemption into her that she's kind of just a mercenary. Like she's not a bad person. She's a person that works for the highest bidder and that her and Sully are pretty similar in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And then they just turn around and have her murder this dude. 
yes. to like take his fortune. Like that wouldn't even work, you know. Like you're not in charge of his company now, right? Like because you killed him. Like the you know, it's not like the 1400s with like the law <laughs> of succession or whatever. Like, right, you, right. You know, you've just murdered a man, <laughs> but like she kills him, and everybody's like, "Hey, we work for you now." I guess. Um, yeah, I, I assumed it so was just course, a poor. It was a poor way of trying to draw a distinction between her and Sully, probably like a, to kind of like elevate Sully's character is that he's not capable of something like that. That was my only thought, and it was just really poorly done. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so of course, all of them. Oh, so Sully and Drake are on the ship because they've snuck on board. So everybody's on the plane together. Um, so after Banderas gets murdered, Chloe realizes she's like thrown in with the wrong lot. Um, Drake and Sully have stolen the map. Um, so I can't remember. Oh, because she sneaks away. So Braddock and her henchmen go to chase after Chloe. And that's when Drake and Sully sneak in and like steal the map. And then there's a whole thing where Sully's trying to get Drake to put on a parachute and he jumps out of the, the um airplane and parachutes away and then the whole set piece from the first part of the movie happens um except with like a little more like action in it to you know to add the characters in that you've met along the way um Drake and Chloe end up like falling on this cargo parachute um this cargo box that has a parachute and they end up in the water and then they end up floating and then they land on some like resort island in the Philippines and that's where um, Drake realizes that like his brother's postcards that he's been sending have this very specific clue to this very specific thing like that for some reason he anticipated I mean, I guess the gimmick would have been if there was other Uncharted movies that there's other clues hidden in the postcards from the brother mm -hmm. um, who revealed at the end of the movie not to jump ahead to be like in prison somewhere, right. even though like you find out that he's dead um, during like some exposition that happens sometime during this part of the movie. Yeah. Um, so he figures out where the location to the Magellan treasure is. And he's going to wake up Chloe to share it with her, but he has some second, he has some doubts because he still doesn't 100% trust her, even though they've just like had sex, I think is the implication. But mm -hmm. I don't know if they really ever apply that, but they were kind of naked. So I sort of assume they had mm -hmm. like slept together. Um, so he writes down some coordinates and it's like Magellan treasure and circles the <laughs> coordinates. Yeah. Um, and then know. he goes to sleep. And then she wakes up and she sees it. And she looks at him like meaningfully and then she steals it and leaves. But what happened was he had written them down somewhere else and hidden them and left the fake coordinates where she could find them. Um, instead of just like putting them in his phone or like he hid them in a bottle or something. I don't know. I don't understand the purpose of anything that Tom Holland's character does in this movie. Um, it's always like and everybody's doing something extra in this movie instead of just doing like the thing that they could have done. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So he ends up going to. So you've got the, you've got the Braddock team that's on one side of this island, which is like Coast of Gold is basically what they relate. So everyone has called this place like the Cape of Gold or something. I can't remember what the exact Spanish is, but something de Oro. So everyone has known that it's been called the something of gold, but no one's ever been like, hey, maybe the gold is there. <laughs> um, until Tom Holland like goes to this little, this giant gaping hole in the side of this island that you can like immediately see like when you're coming up to this island. And that's where the gold is hidden. And it's not mm. even that hidden. He's just got to right. go underwater for a little bit. <laughs> right. And there's these two giant fucking like um, galleons that are sitting there. So... This is in the second Uncharted, is that right? In the game, like game wise, like this the storyline. Uh, it's all mixed up with the with it's the, all it's the all galleons mixed up. And the... Um, the galleons actually is the I think it's the first game. There's elements of the second game in this, and then there's elements of the third game, and then there's elements of the first game. So it's all mixed but up. They're not in the. It's... 
it's not in the Philippines, right? It's in like it's somewhere else, South no. America or something. Yeah, 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 it's South America. Yeah, and it's like it's like a giant like volcano or something, or like dormant volcano that they're in. I remember them like coming up from the top of it and like looking down, and like that's where they are. I only sporadically played both of these games or the first two games. I don't think I ever played the third. Yeah. Um watching this movie kind of made me want to play the games again honestly even though i hated like all the stealth elements yeah. of the games and actually all the combat so i hated like 90 percent of what the games <laughs> right um, yeah i mean enjoying those games the, the stories i thought were fine in those games like this this movie not so much but i i, I thought the stories in the games are fine so anyway so holland finds the galleons and and Sully because they both had their phones synced together since the beginning of the movie, so Sully was able to find them because he never closes his apps or something. <laughs> um, that's like the joke that Sully's like this old man that sure. can't manage like his phone battery or whatever. Right. Um. So there's all this gold, so they start taking all this gold, and then Braddock's people just like find it. <clears throat> I can't even remember like what the what the thing is that happens but they're just like there and then they're oh like these are our galleons um so sully and nate hide in like the stow of one of the galleons with their gold and the bad guys are using cargo helicopters to lift the galleons with netting out of these this like crater that they're in this hidden whatever Mm-hmm. It's all very Goonies esque, right? Um, and so then, um, Nate and Sully are in the one galleon, and they beat up everybody there and take over the helicopters. Um, and Scottish man, um, is in the other helicopter, and then they have this really like preposterous like air duel where they're flying against each other sort of and Sully's like expertly piloting like not only this giant freight helicopter but it's also carrying like several tons of boat underneath it Mm -hmm. so there's this whole swashbuckling thing and um, Braddock ends up getting onto the ship and having a fight with Holland and um, Holland Holland's trying to escape, but Braddock's chasing him, and then Sully um, has a bag full of gold and he ends up hitting her in the face with it to save Holland, and that causes her to fall like hundreds of feet into the water, which would have killed her anyway, probably. But she survives long enough for the galleon to break free and land on top of her, presumably killing her, but I would assume that, you know, they would have used her in future movies at some point sure. as like a recurring villain. Yeah. Um, so now Sully and, and I've really like shortened like what happens because this is like 25 minutes of movie that all this takes place in, but it's all kind of tiresome really like when it's happening. Like, I don't know. It just everything because Uncharted, like the whole point of Uncharted is that it's like tropes about the kind of like the adventure movie genre, like Indiana Jones and romancing the stone and all that stuff right. is like what I, I always felt that I'm charted pulled from yep um but in like like kind of like a love letter kind of way like this is an homage in game form so Mm -hmm. turning it back into a movie just kind of like distills that into nothing really and so you just get a bunch of like tropes of like errol flynn and indiana jones and like everything feels like very old and um worn out and not necessarily like fresh or like a funny like interesting homage um and then Sully and Holland fly off into the sunset together, um, but they're being chased in the boat by Chloe, um, who's now after them because she realized that Holland had given her like bad information. So mm-hmm. that's that movie. And then you have the coda, um, the the stinger or whatever at the end of this like Mexican jail maybe or something or like South American jail. Um, where Sam Drake is like this long haired, disheveled prisoner, um, who's still writing postcards somehow. And, um, I guess they give him postcards in jail, like, hey, like, you know, keep up with your family from prison. 
but I would have been the lead into the next movie is that I'm sure that Sully had betrayed him and now Nate and Sully are like, you know, close. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, so they, they were going to do the third game is, is from what I understand, um, which is when Sam um, reappears again. But they added all that stuff with him and Sully working together from the games to increase tension. But I'm sure you're right. They would have done something where it's like, yeah, there's some kind of play for nate you know and who can he trust and blah blah yeah it's not going somebody to get made so it doesn't matter yeah no because this, this movie bombed like crazy yeah yeah um so here's here's my takeaways and I, i've said a lot of like what i feel but i don't know that you can take it's like the tomb raider movies you know i mean tomb raider is again it's like an homage to stuff like Indiana Jones that was made into a video game in a way that was playable mm-hmm. as a video game because playing a movie is most of the time just like super boring. Like you have to have like elements of it that are purely like video game specific. And then trying to retranslate that back into a movie loses, you know, like a lot of the stuff that makes the game good, but also doesn't make it a good movie. So, right. Um, I thought that Tom Holland was just Tom Holland and didn't feel like Nathan Drake to me at all. Mm-hmm. And again, not that I'm like, I mean, I've played enough of those games like where I know that character. So it's just kind of him being like so young and inexperienced in terms of like, I mean, like Nate Drake in the games is like this world renowned treasure hunter right basically right. like from the very first game and... this guy who's like 35 36 something like that who's yeah you know yeah like super talented but also kind of a fuck up i mean mm-hmm. there's like a lot of india there's a huge amount of indiana jones sure but also somebody like um like kind of like even like nick cage's character in national treasure and mm-hmm. I, I know that they're not like 100 percent, but this guy that like yeah can't see the forest for the trees sometimes because his ultimate goal is just to like find these secrets and get this treasure and having holland as like this bright eyed like child basically this doesn't make any sense did you ever see Um, the like 15 minute like it's on youtube like the 15 minute uh like kind of like fan made film but it was like as a way of like seeing if they could get money like maybe like 10 years ago for an uncharted movie where Fillion played Nathan Drake in like this like extended action sequence that was about like you know like 15 minutes long with maybe like three minutes of like dialogue and stuff um and it was fucking amazing like yeah that actually yeah that's who like that's Nathan Drake right you know who I actually picture as as play Nathan Drake in a live action movie and it may be past his time but um remember the guy that and he's in a ton of stuff, and I can't think of his name. Um, he's in Veronica Mars. He plays like the the PI that sort of competes with her dad. PI. Oh yeah, like, and party hair. party down and um yeah, all uh-huh, those shows. Exactly. Um, I let's see, uh, Ken Marino, yeah, Ken Marino. Yeah, like that's that's yeah, that's that's great. That's that's good. Yep. Um, not like some kid, and mm-hmm. I thought that Mark Wahlberg was fine in this movie. Yeah. Um, I thought that he actually delivered some of the better lines of dialogue, but I, I still thought that it, it was like, and I don't really know that character because I didn't play enough of the games to get to like where he's an important part of it. But I went and read like the Wikipedia entry about him on the Uncharted like fandom Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like they really captured like the essence of the character at all. No. Um, in the sense that like he's a guy that's like always been a mentor to Nick Drake. Or, um Wow, I just forgot his name. Is Nate. it Nick Drake? Nate. Nate Drake. Um Nick Drake is the singer. Yes. Um <laughs> He's always been his mentor and is like like this affable, you know, like non scumbaggy kind yeah. of guy. Have you seen any any minute of Burn Notice ever? No. No. Bruce Campbell and Burn Notice is basically what Sully is, which is like this kind of smarmy, wise cracking, like 
man of leisure who just does this shit because he's nearing 55, 60 and just doesn't know how to stop. Like, <clears throat> but kind of, yeah. kind of a little gruff, like, you know, isn't like, doesn't have like full sentences a lot of times. And when he does, he's kind of annoyed. Um, and always smoking a cigar. Like it's, it's very much like a Bruce Campbell role in a lot of ways. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, everybody else is just disposable in this movie. I think like, I didn't think that the Sophia Ali actress did a bad job. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's just irrelevant for most of it. I mean, it's just kind of like a yeah. non, non important love interest thing. And then she just sort of goes away and then she comes back for a little bit and then goes away again. And it's like, doesn't even play a part really at the end of the movie. Um, I thought it was interesting having the Braddock character kind of be like this. Actually, I didn't make any sense to turn her from like a anti hero sort of character to this like megalomaniacal like super villain kind of with like right. almost I don't know it was like watching a Marvel movie and that was um kind of took me out of it too I really thought the ending was absolutely ridiculous mm -hmm. um and really felt like something you would do in a video game and even then it might have like stretched the bounds of credibility um so yeah so that's it um it's a waste of you know, 93 minutes of my life. Um, my wife enjoyed it. She likes mm -hmm. Mark Wahlberg. Right. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, and it's like... And and that's good that it only felt like that long. It's like close to two hours. Like, um... And it's a really... It was a really long two hours for me because I, I actually really like those games a lot. So seeing what they did to them is pretty uh, devastating. <clears throat> The only the only um, segment that I really enjoyed in the movie um, that I think kind of made the movie go by quick because it's a pretty long segment was the stuff in Barcelona with like the going into the church and mm -hmm. figuring out how the keys work. And then I thought there was some funny dialogue between like Wahlberg and them, like as he's just like walking down the street normally and they're like dealing with like all this shit, like, you know, underground and stuff. Right. Um, and I thought the fight between him and Braddock was was that was, was one of the better parts too. of the movie. Yep, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so certainly memorable. So like to me, that fight. It was like a. I'm going to give it a seven chagrin, I guess. Um, but it's probably more like a six. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, like I didn't necessarily like hate it even or anything. I just I thought it. I just didn't think it worked all that well. Yes. It's not it's not like a it's, it's not offensive in any do. way. It's really not offensive. It's just kind of dull and just like, okay, like it, it takes you out of the movie too much where you're looking at it, does this work? You're right. Yep. Um, and this doesn't work, and this yeah. doesn't work. Um, this would be better if like you're constantly like critiquing it the entire time. Um, yeah. I want to go back someday because we both really well, like why that is stuff. this happening now? Like Sorry, um, where I think we're like off by like oh, 10 seconds or so. I don't think so. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. What did you say? Um, you like to go back someday, someday and watch Sahara because I know we both really like that movie, and I don't know if it would hold up after like almost. 20 oh yeah, years. I like that movie a lot. But um, but I, that was a yeah kind of Indiana Jones inspired type thing that I that I really liked a lot. <clears throat> Right. right, that actually felt more like the Uncharted movies than the Uncharted movie. It felt like the Uncharted movie. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you want, you want to find out what you're getting for when you come back? So you want to talk, talk about some food? Yeah, let me spin the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Screen all right for next week ninjas attack 2 electric boogaloo ninjas attack 2 electric boogaloo is your category the only stipulation is it just means it has to be a sequel <clears throat>
maybe I'll find some movie with electric ninjas that's the sequel. Mm, that would be even better. <clears throat> um, that is the last ninjas attack category for the year. <clears throat> Oh, All right. What a shame. <laughs> so um we're not gonna do too much food chat, but um so a couple questions I had for you the other week, dips and sauces. I want you to update everybody on what you I guess told told me over text. Dips and sauces in Thailand and follow up on that. And then what have you um what good have you been eating that you haven't tried before or that has like become a staple of your visits over there? <clears throat> Um, so most sauces here are, uh, chili based. Um, it's like, a usually fish sauce and chilies mixed together. Um, sriracha comes from Thailand and then we had texted about that the other day. I'm actually about, um, 30 minutes South of the city of Sriracha, which is where the mm -hmm. plant is, but apparently there's nothing really to do there um because i had been like oh can we go tour it and she's like oh it's just factories so mm, um, right. i guess they don't really embrace the whole like love of sriracha everywhere in the world um so mostly what you're getting is like a um thin sauce that's made from like mashed chilies um some other herbs and then like a liquid like um fish sauce typically mm. um and then it's usually got something in it like um peanuts a lot of times like crushed peanuts are in it um, or you'll get um, like dried chilies. Every you know, I can't think of like what a good analogy to this is. But when you go to a Thai restaurant, you're gonna have a carousel of tins in front of you, and one tin has like pickled chilies, and one tin has dried chilies, and one tin has like another kind of pickled vegetable, and then there's like fish sauce that you can add to like mm -hmm. any of your dishes. Um, much in the same way that like you know you go to a restaurant they have like they get, you go to red robin and it's got you know ketchup and it's got like it's red robin sauce or whatever right or arby's has their sauces or whatever you know like any restaurant sure. in america has like, yeah. their own like blood sauces thailand has that pretty much everywhere for you to add extra heat or add extra like um sort of like like pungency kind of with the fish sauce um, and then everybody has sugar. Like every table has like granulated sugar because you they add sugar to a lot of their dishes. Um, so that's the primary like quote unquote dip. Um, you also will always have a squeezed bottle of chili sauce that's not sriracha. It's like a less hot, like more like orangey, um, just condiment kind of. I like we don't have anything like it. <clears throat> But imagine like maybe like a watered down ketchup with like a little bit of a chili flavor to it. Okay. And then you have just regular ketchup. All right. Um, they also, and I've never seen these anywhere. I've just seen commercials for them. They have flavored mayos here that they mm. use for things. So they have like cheese mayo and barbecue mayo and like some other flavored mayos that you're supposed to squeeze mm -hmm. like onto things. So I guess they use mayo as a topping, but I've actually only see mayonnaise once and that was when i ordered a club sandwich the other day okay um which was a weird ass club because it was um ham and cheese and lettuce and tomato and cucumber and it's not even like mayonnaise it's more like miracle whip i guess mm -hmm. um although i guess it is just about I, I don't know like what brand of mayo it is or anything um It's got to be something other than like actual mayo, because they have it on Seven Eleven. Does these sandwiches called Eto E A T O, mm -hmm. um, that are like pre-made like sandwiches for they cost about a dollar fifty, roughly. Um, it's like a, they have like a tuna salad one. They have a one, and they have a seaweed one. Mm -hmm. Um which is surprisingly good. Okay. Um, but they always have like some kind of mayo spread on them too. But I don't uh -huh. know. It doesn't ever taste like actual mayonnaise, like our mayonnaise. But they call it mayo, so I don't know. Hmm. Um, Thai mayo. Then see. you always have, I mean, you have like other sauces too because... Thai mayo sounds so like a basketball player. 
it, he does, or uh, indie wrestler. <laughs> um, they um, they have like a lot of influence from other cultures here too. So it's weird because like high culture itself is like not ever they sort of hide it in like the touristy areas. Like the touristy areas are appealing to in general, the people that are coming there. So you'll always have like some kind of European food, um, usually German, you know, like you'll have like schnitzel or worst or um, they'll like um, a scopel or whatever they call it, like the um, fried breaded, tenderloins with like mushroom sauce mm -hmm. um you'll always have some indian influence like there's tons of indian where, and all kinds of different like any kind of indian food you can want you can find mm -hmm. below that there's like an arabic influence so you'll have like kebabs and falafel and stuff um, mm. are pretty frequent um and then there's just the fast food restaurants so like i ate at mcdonald's last night we were at this um they have these open they're not even like i wouldn't call them bars like they'll set up like 12 sets of chairs and tables on the um sidewalk and then put a tent over it and have like a little like cart that's like selling alcohol with music and you just pay you know like a dollar to sit there for as long as you want and they'll serve you drinks mm. and you can like just look at the street and like watch people walk past it's actually pretty nice Mm -hmm. um but where we were last night like about 100 yards away there was a mcdonald's so when i got up to pee i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get a sandwich and see what it's like so i got a big mac um and it was exactly the same as a big mac in america hmm. um like same like special sauce or whatever right. same two all beef patties you know cheese um and then i got a thing called a corn pie which was a the apple pie crust with sweet cream corn inside of it mm -hmm. um, which I actually think I got a second degree burn on the back of my hand when some of the cream corn fell on me <laughs> um, but it was pretty good um, I don't know what I've tried that's new I mean a lot of things here are just kind of like variations of the same thing it's just slightly so one of my favorite dishes is called sum tum um which is a, a papaya salad that's made with a papaya, chili, tomato, um, and this fish sauce blend, which is like crushed, um, crushed chilies and lemongrass and fish sauce and sugar. And it's all mixed together. And you eat it usually with like corn and salted egg, like a hard boiled egg. Mm -hmm. And it's freaking delicious. But there's so many other like variations of that that are maybe the sauce is slightly different or the, you know, it's like onions mixed in with it so they have like thai spicy salad which is almost the same thing but a little different or it's got like noodles in it instead of the papaya whatever um but that kind of shit like you know you'll find different variations of that no matter where you go okay um hung lei is like a thing that i get wherever i can that's a northern dish that's like a spicy sweet brown curry with um slow roasted like pork in it so you get like these hunks of like the super tender like roasted pork and this like delicious brown like like where when we get like Chinese food or whatever it always has rice with it. Mm -hmm. Rice is optional in Thailand and like a lot of the stuff can just be eaten as a soup and still be like really enjoyable. Um, so a lot of Tons like I don't even get rice. Like I just eat like um Penang curry. Penang is like the orange delicious. Um my wife is really fond of something that, that I, I actually really like it too. It's called Nam Yao. Mm -hmm. Um and that's the blood soup, like the pork oh, right. blood with um the gelatinized like pork blood cubes in it. And that's that's pretty good. Um mm -hmm. I don't know, like you know, it's a lot of soups. Um mm -hmm. They fry a lot of things, so there's um, uh, uh, caprao, um, caprao moo, which is my favorite, which is pork. So moo, M-O-O, -O, is 
a pig right um which is fried pork slices on top of um rice and then there's a over easy egg and you crack the you like split the egg and so the yolk runs down and you like mix it all together with the rice and the pork and it's amazing mm. um yeah i don't know yeah so what um a lot of stuff. what so it's bre- it's breakfast time over there uh when we're recording so uh what what what's what's breakfast like and then i'll let you go at this hotel breakfast is fucking awful okay. um Somebody needs to like teach the Thai people how to scramble an egg. Most what do they, what do, they do wrong? Just like weird. What's the problem? I think they make them with oil. I think they make them with oil instead of butter. I think that's the difference. Mm. Which is like the European scrambled egg method, where you do like oil in the pan and then cook the egg in it. But it makes it like greasy and like runny. Yeah. Um, and they don't use cheese. I mean, I'm a big proponent of cheese in a scrambled egg, or at least like sour cream or something to like give it some like creaminess and you know like bind all the eggs together sure um they also because of like the large um presence especially in like patio which is a you know tourist area um everything is chicken ham and chicken sausage and you, you don't get like pork anywhere or like beef and like pork is like the best thing in thailand like their pork is really delicious mm-hmm. um and chicken sausage is fucking gross like it's just weird <laughs> it's got weird consistency yeah um but you also will always have like dishes that you wouldn't consider like they don't they don't necessarily have like thai breakfast like when you know we stay at our parents we just have whatever was the previous night we eat for breakfast like mm. we're not they're not like cooking it they're, okay you know, like if you've got like leftover nam meow, that's what you're having for breakfast the next morning with like your your constant like thing of like sticky rice that they're making. Right. Um or if you have an egg, I mean it's just you know, you're eating it with something that we would not consider necessarily breakfast food. Like there's not really that delineation. So when gotcha. you go to like these breakfasts, like these hotels all have like really pretty impressive continental breakfast like it's like buffets um you're gonna get stuff that you would consider to be dinner gotcha you know like we had um the hotel on uh sunday when we left we had breakfast and they had something they called mexican spaghetti okay for the breakfast and it was literally just poorly cooked spaghetti noodles with like sauce but there was mm. nothing Mexican about it. Like, it like <laughs> in it. so I have no idea like where the Mexican part came from. Right. And that was right next to like a sweet and sour chicken. And, you know, I mean, you can get like omelets and eggs and they, they will provide like standard breakfast staples, but it's not like what they're eating for breakfast necessarily. So, and what gotcha. they consider an American breakfast, it's like, cause everywhere you go has like an American breakfast set, a British breakfast set, and then like various other like meals mm-hmm. and the british breakfast is the beans and the sausage and the egg and the american breakfast is like scrambled eggs and um their ham is like it's like lunch meat ham it's so weird oh. like, they don't have like okay yeah thick, like hams ham steak ham it's like when you get like ham it's like a really thin piece of lunch meat ham cut into a triangle. Oh. So I actually, I mean, you know, obviously I work for a company that our whole business is pork. Like, I wish that I could get us over here with, like, because one of the best things that I had was um, we were in Chiang Mai. So this was maybe Wednesday last week. This was my breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was fried rice that was fried with actual like American breakfast sausage. So it was like chunks of like ground breakfast sausage inside it with an egg on top. And then you split the egg into the salt. Oh my God. It was amazing. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. that, the taste of like that egg with the rice and the breakfast sausage was so fucking good. So Mm. delicious. And then you'll always have, um, fruit juices. You know, there's some, orange juice or guava juice or you know pineapple juice or something 
Um, and then milk and water and coffee. Everywhere is coffee. Um, and some kind of like pastries, usually. Um, what are they called? Uh, I can't remember. Um, Danishes and stuff like that. Like they always have that kind of sure. stuff. So, but yeah, okay. usually like a blend. I mean, there's like usually some kind of Indian style food and some kind of Chinese style food and um, a couple of like traditional Thai dishes and then like some breakfasty things that you would think about. And you just do a buffet and you make a plate and, you know, okay. mm-hmm. ends up being pretty good. I had radish, radish soup for. for, for yesterday and it was fucking delicious so yeah so you did you say you had radish soup for breakfast yesterday yeah it kind of slowed down there oh it might have lost Frank. yeah I had white white radish radish soup with pork knuckle it was okay. really good I hope- pork knuckle I guess we're kind of losing each other. Yeah. Hear me. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we don't want to take up any more of your time anyway, but, uh, at some point I'll follow up with pork knuckle, um, which also sounds like a good spinach grin category. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) all right. Um, have a good rest of the vacation, Frank, and, uh, we'll be back next week. All right. All right. Deuces. See you. Bye. Bye.